Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. And this is the X-Men Files. For anyone who was wondering whether this podcast had stopped recording... It hasn't! You're wrong! Fuck you! What made you think Whoa. that we weren't recording weird... anymore? Yeah, coming in hot. That went to a weird place. Coming in hot. Yeah, no, we are. We just uh, accidentally, sort of on purpose, took the summer off, mostly. Mostly, yeah. yeah. Um, and some other It was time. not at all on purpose. I think. It wasn't really it was the just... summer. It was like the early fall. Yeah, whatever. August yeah. 8th, I think, was the last time that we recorded. Yeah, uh, Druid's Vacation. That's that time of year. It's when the druids um, stop worrying about the solstice and the equinox, and they all go on vacation. Okay. A Wiccan, a Wiccan holiday. A Wiccan holiday. Sure. Wiccan holiday. Can I throw this thing at you? Uh, for God, if it will get you to stop asking whether okay. you can throw the thing at me, then throw it at me. I'm throwing a rolled up sock at Brian, and okay. it will stop me from being distracted by fantasizing about throwing it at him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that you got that out of your system. <laughs> Um, what issue are we talking about today? We are talking about Uncanny X-Men issue 233. No, we're not. We're not? No, we're talking about 234, which is the issue that I read hastily earlier today. Pretty sure that I have actually read 233, but it's been a long time. So... Hold on. <laughs> actually, you're correct. We are we are talking about 233. 233 was the, the second I know, I know, part of the brood thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I read it and I started to skim it. Uh, but I did need to watch football game with our son because the Carolina Panthers finally, finally scored a victory. They did. They finally, they finally won a game. So I was about to hastily reread issue 233, but instead I just skimmed. I looked at the pictures. I mean, so, there are a lot of pictures. You can actually get a lot of information yeah. from the pictures in this one. It's not like looking at the pictures in a crime and punishment and trying to... Crime and Punishment, famously no pictures <laughs> Just whatsoever. Yeah. I tried to read Crime and Punishment once. Why do people like that book? <laughs> Have you read like the first 10 pages? It's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I have... It's gibberish. Crime and Punishment was one of two books that yeah. I failed to read in my yeah. high school English courses. Oh, I'd say like one of two that I actually read. I, mean, I, I didn't read that in college, but uh, I, I rarely finished a book in college. Uh, I didn't have any courses that required books in college. Oh, excuse me, high school, I meant yeah, to say. But yeah, but I did school. have lots that required books in high school, yeah. and I read all of the books apart from that one. Yeah. And... Faulkner? Probably Faulkner. No, I read Faulkner. Faulkner's easy. Jesus. Faulkner? Yeah. Faulkner's easy. Short. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Short. Is I lay dying? Short. A crazy bit of uh, yeah. I mean, it's nonsensical, but whatever. It's not like <laughs> It's not like a billion pages <laughs> the way that Crime and Punishment was. Uh, yeah. The other one that I didn't read was uh, um, the one about the whale. Moby Dick. Yeah. Okay. Why couldn't I remember the name of that? All I could think of was Billy Budd, which is also a thing about semen <laughs> sea people. Whoa, I don't know what you got up to <laughs> in high school reading about semen. Seafarers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Aquatic humans. That's not why people are listening to this no, podcast. Nobody's listening to this podcast. I know. Th there is no good reason. So why that's not I? why. Yeah. Let's give them a reason okay. why. Let's talk about issue 233. 233, which I will recap in three sentences. Okay. 
the X-Men have been cornered by... By the way, if William Faulkner were writing those three sentences, <laughs> it would be 20 pages of goddamn sentences. It'll probably be more than three, but... Okay. Um, Dostoevsky, for that matter, long-winded son of a bitch. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, three no, there was a lot. Was a, I couldn't. I mean, I didn't. I did not succeed. And even even I understand all the Russian stuff and the Russian soul and the patronymics and all that shit. I still couldn't. Uh, you know, I still couldn't make my way through crime and punishment. I've longed since thought that I would try again one yeah. day, but not today. Okay, today is not the day. Yeah. Uh, I did. I think I got more of a um, Clockwork Orange than a, you know than a lot of other people because I'm a Russian speaker. Anyway. All right, the X Men. The X Men. In the at the end of the prior issue, they have been cornered by the Brood, mm-hmm. right? This guy Harry Styles or whatever his name is. Harry Styles um, yeah, has, has has has. Uh, That's actually where Styles got, that got name. his name, his identity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, will be <laughs> Mr. Styles if you're listening. And he's not. Don't have your lawyers call us. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were cornered by the brood. This guy, Harry, whatever his name is, uh, has has collected this uh, collection of mutants that he has, like, uh, implanted with, with brood eggs or whatever. Yeah. So they're like, they still have their mutant powers, and now they're also brood, and they have all kind of collected. They've cornered the X-Men. Mm-hmm. There's a big fight. The X-Men have some... Uh, moral quandaries about whether it's okay to kill them because they're not really they're not really bad guys they've sort of been taken over by bad guys um Mm -hmm. there's some fighting um havoc kills one of the one of them and i think uh colossus kills another one uh the brood takes off to regroup and they have captured wolverine implanted him with a with a brood egg or whatever and taken him with them uh, meanwhile, there's meanwhile. a there's a at meanwhile Red, at Red Rocks. Uh, meanwhile at Red Rocks. This is Red Rocks. This is the Edge. This is. <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Uh, it's from two different things. Um, most people would recognize it from the album and or video of uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday from uh, or the album Under a Blood Red Sky YouTube live album at Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Bono says this is Red Rocks. For anyone who's like so stoned out of their gourd that they, <laughs> they don't know where they are. Remember where they are. <laughs> Fuck, I'm in Colorado. <laughs> I'm high as a goddamn kite. Um, <laughs> high as a giraffe's pussy. You ever heard that? Wow, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's funny, yeah. I'm high as a giraffe's pussy right that now. That gets us our um, e-label for today. <laughs> we've got the e-label <laughs> locked in. Uh, anyway, seriously, this is Red Rocks, and the, uh, the Edge does, uh, you know, inverted quotes, uh, guitar solo. This is The Edge! <laughs> yeah. People in the audience might not know who The Edge is. Yeah. So this is early days for The Edge. But also, um, some Fish live album, I, I can't remember wh- uh, which one it is, but I-, I-, I think it's Trey just in this kind of falsetto. Uh, this is Red Rocks! This is The Edge! <laughs> um <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't sound like that. I'm, get, I'm getting it wrong. I'm sure that I'll get lots of email from our listeners who, because definitely, Mr. Anastasio, if you're listening, the, yeah. no, no, the the Venn diagram of of uh, fish heads and uh, and X Men, Bronze Age comics readers, people who listen to podcasts, <laughs> and also you too. Yeah, basically, that Venn diagram is me. <laughs> Oh, the intersection that Venn diagram. Anyway, so meanwhile, yeah. at Red Rocks, there's like a like a. Um, 
what's it called with the thing, the tent, like a tent revival type yeah, type yeah. style. Yeah, uh, there's a religious religious uh, meeting that's that's being set up, and the pastor whose name is uh, something that starts with a C. Uh, right. His name is William, actually, not to be, uh, and uh, don't dare call him Billy. Yeah. <laughs> His last no, name. No, no religious with... leader is uh, named uh, named Billy. Last name starts with a C, right? Uh, could be. Yeah. Anyway, he's there, and uh, he's talking to his wife. They're yep. talking a little bit about the mutants, how they feel that, uh, you know, he feels that the mutants aren't evil. They're also like God's children. Yep. Whatever. Uh, his wife has some sort of arthritic condition in her hands, and then that is kind of teased in a way that makes you feel like maybe that'll. We'll see them again. I don't think we've ever seen them before. Right. I'm pretty right. sure. Um, also. Also. Madeline Pryor is. Oh, yeah. Knocked unconscious or asleep somewhere or something. And she's having this like completely horrific fucked up dream. Where yeah, where her face she, gets melted. Yeah, or where, where Scott Summers kind of comes back and uh, tells her that he didn't he didn't really love her. And he's got this, like, weird female mannequin thing with him, and he, like, slowly peels uh, Madeline Pryor's features off of her and sticks them onto this mannequin thing. Um, and there was a really cool panel of her sort of standing, like, now devoid of hair and face and, yes. you know, yes. and I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was like, I'm a, I'm a nothing being in a nothing place or something like that. It yep. was pretty, pretty... A nothing being in a nowhere place. In a nowhere place. She would scream, but she has no mouth. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and it, it, apparently Scott Summers has left and taken the child, their child as well. Yeah, that's, that's what you're led. Yeah, something. that's what yeah. you're led to believe. Although I read someplace else that he does not have the child in X yeah. Factor at this point, so no one really knows. You know, my question continues to be: Where is their yeah. fucking kid? Yeah. So. Hmm. And I think that's pretty much it, right? At the end, the brood leaves. They take Wolverine. Right. The X Men are having some, you know, morality dilemmas, but Storm is Rogue trying to. Is possessed by a brood. Ro Rogue, Rogue and, and Psylocke are possessed yes. by a brood. Okay. Um, yeah. But... Because Rogue touched one of the like pheromone yeah. or whatever her her name was. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, then then I think Storm is saying that you know you didn't actually kill them. Uh, Harry Styles killed them when right. he turned them into brood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Styles killed him. <laughs> um, quick aside before I forget this. You <coughs> have not <coughs> seen me. The Eternals? I have not seen The Eternals. You're not missing loads. It it. Wait, have I seen The Eternals? I don't think that you have. It could have been a really good movie. You might have watched it with the kids. What was the thing with... Was that the thing with... Um, Let me make my point sorry. first. Um, the the post-credits thing, the stinger for that... <laughs> was one that just sailed right over my head and, and to me was a reflection of, of some of the missteps that have plagued the MCU recently. Um, Post-credits thing, I can't remember where they are. They're, you know, the Eternals uh, uh, lair or den or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Go ahead. You were looking at something. I'm listening to you. I'm looking at the comic. I'm looking at the Eternals to see if I've seen it or not. Uh, okay, fine. You can do that. Okay. But, um, uh, the, it feels like you're just not. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. I think maybe I have seen it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we will edit that out. Um. So the the 
the Eternals are there at their crib or something like that, and through whatever interdimensional uh, whatnot. Um, their crib. Yeah, whatever. Um, the interdimensional uh, thing to do. Um, out pops a little person, and then the character, because I know the character of Star Fox, uh, brother to Thanos, and he was briefly a member of the Avengers, and I'm like, when he pops out, I'm like, is this supposed to be some kind of a big fucking deal? Star right, Fox, right. really? Star Fox, not exactly like an A-lister. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, maybe um, not even a B-lister. Yeah. And, and like, okay, you know, whatever. We're actually getting <laughs> back to the post-credits uh, sequences that were like not that profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I, then I really I read later like, oh, Harry Styles is it? Oh, yeah, I've heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like the youth, uh, and then I thought. Oh fuck me! Really? That was what we're, we're meant to be excited about? Harry Styles being in the X Men? Uh, not the X Men. Uh, Goddamn yeah, yeah, um, the, of the MCU. The MCU. Yeah. So yeah, fuck that. Harry Styles. Yeah. Um, that's the one with Camille Nanjiani. Yes. Right, the Eternals. There was like yes. some some outdoor sex. There was outdoor sex. It was um, you know, not quite as ribald as that would suggest. <laughs> uh, Camille was in it. You know, Camille's awesome. Uh, we love everything that he does. We we love uh, Camille. Um, and the movie could have been good. It ought to have been good. It had a, a really interesting, a really really cool opening. Yeah. But it just didn't. Uh, it, it it didn't quite work. Is that the one with Jim Halpert and Jim Halpert, Charles Xavier. No, no, no. You're thinking of Doctor Strange, but um, huh. there was there was a sex scene, and yeah, I remember there was a for sex scene. like PG thirteen. This is about as close as you can get to. I mean, people with bare shoulders, and the <laughs> dude is on top of her, and like like nobody like bodies aren't moving or anything like that. Like. They're fucking. <laughs> I mean, just really clearly, they're 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 clearly fucking. <laughs> who was who were the people? I can't remember who the dude was. The actor, um, uh, the actress, uh, uh, Gemma Chan, who most recently in in the creator, uh, and and she actually her character was. I'm blanking. I, I don't. I'm not really big on the Eternals. So yeah. my my. Now I've I've read the Neil Gaiman uh, the Eternals. And that was pretty cool. Um, but her character in that performance was actually really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it could have been, um, what's his name? Barry Keown. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering his name. His performance was even more lifeless than Brie Larson's as, um, the, Captain, uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel. And, and that was one of the things that really dragged the film down. Mm. I think, uh, the fact that the plot was after the first 10, 15 minutes, the plot was a kind of a paint by numbers, mm-hmm. Uh, we need to save the world thing. <clears throat> I don't remember yeah. anything about it except for the outdoor sex and uh, <laughs> that Camille Nanjiani was in it. But I thought you said you hadn't seen it. No, I think I have seen it. Okay, fine. I think yeah. we saw it at home. Like, we might have watched it. I've seen that movie only once. Maybe I watched it with the kids. That's Yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah. Yeah. what I theorized earlier. Okay. It's like a Sunday afternoon type thing, maybe. Yeah, I might have been out of town, or I went shopping or something instead. Anyway, the X-Men. Yeah, back to the uh, X-Men. It was, I was so happy to be back with the X-Men. When, when um, did you read this? Oh, oh this like morning you read it. 4 o'clock okay. this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't take notes, but it was sort of one that didn't feel like it had loads of, you know, I remembered, I actually read my recap of the prior weeks because right. I had written it way back in August and then read this one. And um, I love The Brood. So that was a fun, like, right. a fun issue to kind of try to mm-hmm. ease back into the, the storyline. Yeah. What I like about the use of the brood here is that Claremont pushing it like, okay, the brood, we can't just repeat that. Right. Uh, so let's let's switch it up. Right. We've let's got add this other dimension. Super powered brood, humans, right. but also they're kind of human, and that at a minimum will mean that we're not recycling the same plot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it also, in a way, is interesting because. X-Men, the outsider mutants, are fighting what are effectively mutants. <laughs> right. I always like the X-Men when they're sort of in that moral, like, you yeah. know, how are we yeah. the good guys? Or, you know, we don't want right. to be the bad guys. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the good guys. But, yeah. you know, sometimes we have to kill people and that makes us kind of feel like bad guys. And yeah. so we're not, you know, are we the good guys? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good one. It was a good one to ease back into um, I've sort of seen the cover of next week's and it's like, you know, Wolverine brood thing so i'm assuming that well i know what happens gonna continue and you've read it (laughs) yeah yeah. um also noticed that it was like i guess there were a couple of years where they released two issues per per month per month in the summers because kids were home uh reading reading comics in the summer no i was yeah Yeah. i wasn't reading these comics at this time um you know we're well past the point where i was continuing to read the x-men mm-hmm. so, so we can no longer talk, talk about contemporary me and how i felt right um but yeah kids kids in the summer read comics yeah and also summer the, reading <clears throat> i read somewhere again not something that i came up with but this was the first issue with a new new uh not executive director what's the oh the editor-in-chief yeah oh this is a post shooter hang on I'm, I'm going to Pop over here, get the credits from Marvel Unlimited. By the way, Marvel Unlimited online is practically unusable. I, I just tried <laughs> to do a search yeah. of Uncanny X-Men with this thing. Uh, we have griped about the the app. Uh, the, the app. The app is actually, it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It, the, the initial transition was pretty rough, and I think our criticisms were sound. Yeah. Uh, it, it's better now because it no longer does all of the crap that we complained about. And also, you know, yeah. with with a lot of things like that, or even when they renovate the Target, um, I pretty quickly forget how it used to be. And then yeah. it just seems like it's always been this way. And then yeah. I just kind of get used to it. And yeah. yeah, but I still find certain things about it annoying. Um, Tom DeFalco is the editor in chief. Uh, huh. Bob, ha- oh, Bob maybe Harris of- was the one that I had. That he's, had. he's the editor. Oh, okay. pretty sure taking over from Wheezy. And Bob Harris, I I can't comment with a lot of information, but he is, I think, a little polarizing amongst X-Men, uh, X-Men fans. Hmm. Jim Shooter is also polarizing. A lot of people are, are, are anti-Jim Shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Harris... Um, the thing that I read said yeah. that he was the he was sort of the last uh, editor that Chris Claremont worked with, and then there was I mean there, right. there was some sort of dramatics uh, maybe around that relationship. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember who comes after after Harris, but um, I'll look it up another time. But uh, whoever was stewarding the X Men in the early nineties, oh brother, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, it was no, it was a it was a fun it was a fun issue. I'm trying to think of other things that sort of um, 
stood out or that I remembered. One of the things was that, um, like, in the news van when they were reporting mm-hmm. the fight and it was, like, Colossus fighting the brood sort of i can't remember what the sure, guy's yeah. kind of nickname or his superpowers right. were um but the news the news person could only see the brood person he really couldn't see um colossus okay. he was like where's the other guy and then the oh, guy weird. that was on the ground there was like what they're standing right in front of each other and he's like i don't really see it i see only like a like a shimmer so in that you know regard i think the x-men are still like technically don't exist in the world sort of oh i i did not uh yeah. I, I did not catch that at all yeah interesting mm-hmm. they're invisible to cameras or maybe they're vampires or <laughs> they're not vampires <laughs> the x-men have in fact been vampires yes they have been vampires yes and, we, and we've covered that yes yeah <laughs> this um, is not one of those cases <clears throat> there are a couple of like 80s references to top gun and Nice. Uh, was the other one? We're in eighty-seven. We're in eighty-eight. I Something think. else. Um, oh, Star to see... Wars! Yeah, that one of the one of the people looked like a uh, like a Lucasfilms cast, you know, reject. Yeah. Where are the issue details? Issue details. No, no, no! Come back! Oh, damn it! Grr. All right, crap! I can't. I'm, I was I was curious when it came out. It came out in eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, we are getting dangerously close to the Inferno storyline. Yep. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I might want to invest some money into how we, how we approach that. So what kind of money is there to be invested? I, I might want to buy some of the omnibus, you know, some of the trade paperbacks mm-hmm. uh, and or hardcover oh. uh, for those. How many but, issues is that? Well, in the X-Men, it's not that many. There are some crossovers. Reading the crossovers on the app is a little bit of a pain. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Oh. I'll, I'll pop over to Atomic Empire, see what they've got, and if it's not going to break the bank. I mean, it's not going to break the bank, but... Yeah, if you live um, in Durham, you should go over to Atomic Empire right great place, now man. and buy some things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Spend some money there. Yeah. Uh, good people, and it's like nerd Vana, Vana. over there. <laughs> nerd Vana. Yeah. What, um, el- what else do we want to say? I don't know. I don't think I have that much more. I probably should have more to say about it. Right. I was so proud of myself that I read it and remembered enough <laughs> to recap it. And, um, you know, I think we've talked a lot over the various episodes about that kind of uh, right. X-Men moral conundrum. I'm not sure yes. if there's like loads more to say about that yeah. right now. Um, you? I don't. Uh, I did not prepare for this. I was right on the verge of saying, look, this will be a kind of a refresh for us. Yes. We won't talk a lot about the the issue at hand, but get reacquainted with, with the doing this. Yeah, yeah. doing this and, and catching up with the, the thread of the story. And I think that I'm, I'm good there because I read issue 234. The Madeline dream stuff, mild, trivial spoiler. You're going to get more of that yes. in 234. Uh, and all of that is building to Inferno. Yes. And is that where we found out what happens to their kid? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, I'll say this. I I don't know. I know that Scott has a kid (laughs) who's fine. Um. It, 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 I understand your your, your parental. Uh, it's like a need. weird fixation that I have. Like, they just drop it, this thread of. But you, you just need to. You, you kind of need to let that go because it's. You know, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It's comics. The kid is going to live in some fashion, or the kid is a scroll, 
or the kid is just a manifestation of a collective hallucination <laughs> or the kid dies but comes back interdimensional. I mean, that's just, you gotta... <laughs> it could be a lot of things. You're right. It, it, yeah. Put differently, whatever resolution you're hoping for, it ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never. Right. Never. Um, that, yeah, so that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one. I would, we're not going to be able to record next week again, probably because you're traveling. We're both traveling. Yes. Um, but then hopefully, you know, we'll have a few solid weeks before yeah. Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, be able to get back to recording more than once every two months. Yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, do we want, so I, I nothing further on the X-Men. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, l- 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 Let's talk uh, pop culture. Uh, sure. Pop culture roundup. Um, you first. I've got two or three things. Oof, but the, me you, first. Um, I mean, if you've got something, I think we we recorded after we saw Barbie because I remember talking about yeah. Barbie yeah. in here. Um, we. I wouldn't go that far. No, back. no, I wouldn't either. Um, the Taylor Swift movie. What did you think of that? I thought it was fun. It was fine. Yeah. Um. It has currently a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was curious what, how many dissenting views there are. Just the one negative review. Yeah. I actually read the negative review. <laughs> it's written by, I don't know the name of the, uh, uh, presume a film critic, but it's in the National Review. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. I'm, I'm open to reading content in National Review. Yeah. Unless... It's all like this motherfucker. <laughs> this person has the biggest axe to grind. With Taylor Swift. No. Just generally. Yes. Uh-huh. And knowing that he's going to get the only negative review on Rotten Tomatoes, this is, I mean, savvy. Yeah. Uh, credit where it's due for, mm. for getting attention to this. But it is... I. I, I I was about to like look up a quote. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to make some shit up because it can't sure. possibly be any more asinine than what this motherfucker had to say about Jeez. the movie. It's like like this this uh, cancel culture safe space generation is getting exactly what it wants and deserves in the ugly spectacle of <laughs> blah blah blah. And everybody's oh come on, yeah, let's all let's all come calm down. on. Yeah. I mean, it was man. you know, it was not like it wasn't. Um, necessarily thought provoking but it was yeah, very yeah, yeah. well executed and entertaining i read a thing and i wish i had it to hand like kind of talking about her and madonna mm-hmm. that it's like you know saying that like yes the the, the thing was really entertaining sure. she did a great job she has a lot of she, she, you know she's obviously very talented um you know but sort of check back with us when you're 60 <laughs> like Madonna and you're on tour and you've had like the true ups and downs that Madonna has had in her career. Um, you know, so that was kind of a different, pre- I mean, it wasn't, I'm not stating an opinion on that, sure, but sure, it, sure, the article sure. was better yeah, yeah. than I'm, than I'm. Um, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll allow that. Than uh, I'm, I'm describing like, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Madonna. No, not, I'm not um, necessarily a huge fan of her either, but she has been around for a long time and sort of reinvented her you know it's like i mean maybe that was it it was like you know it's hard to keep like you're doing great and you're 33 and that's fine but it's actually really hard to keep continuously keep doing that into your 60s um yeah it wasn't necessarily negative it was just an interesting perspective um i i think that comparison is apt uh and it's so apt that i've 
it's not insightful to make it. Uh, yep. People have drawn comparisons between Taylor Swift and Madonna as people who are, who are able to capture a great deal of attention. They absolutely understand uh, management of their own image. Right, right. <laughs> uh, well, and the yeah. other the other thing, another article that I wrote that I that, that I read, I did not write yeah. that I read was talking about that, like managing her own image. And they said, you know, Taylor Swift, like she's a very talented songwriter. Yeah. She's a pretty talented singer. She's maybe not known for her dancing, you know, performance type skills. Yeah. Um, but the thing that she is really good at is figuring out very early in her career that her, like her media mm-hmm. partners and her, the, the people that she works with are her enemies. Yeah. And that she needs to take control of her image and her like fan mm-hmm. base and manage her own career in that way and not leave it to those people because those people actually do not have her best interests at heart. And that was uh, oh yeah 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 that, yeah. That yeah made me is very clever. Um, yeah. And one of the coolest things and good on her is the distribution of this film was not through any existing film distribution company. Right. It was distributed by Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Who said, all right, uh, you want to show my movie? Cool. Talk to me. And by the way, the cost of the ticket will be $19.89 because I'm Taylor Swift and I do this weird numerology bullshit. Yeah, I do a lot of numerology stuff. And it works out gangbusters for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm making extra money and so will you. Right. But also, my fans eat this shit up. (laughs) You don't understand. Like, this weird ticket price thing, they'll thank me. Yeah, I wish that she had managed the sale of her, like the sale of the Ticketmaster concert. Yeah, that was that a little bit, you know. And I wish that those tickets. I'm not going to fault her too much about that. That that the price point for those tickets was just like a little bit more achievable for people. Everybody's Um, fucked with that. Yeah, even though you know, lots of people that I know managed to scrape together the the cash to go see it, but it was you know, it was very very costly. yeah, the, so that the, was a thing that we saw. That was that was fun. So, so the film itself, uh, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, my only frustration with it is it, it's it's utterly immune to reviews. I mean, no film critic is going to. I mean, it. I mean, I watched it and I, I, I did find the, uh, um, uh, the filming and 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 the editing and the direction. Uh, it ought to have been better. Hmm. But beyond that, like it accurately, faithfully documented. Yeah, there this was a thing person on a stage and she right. was singing. Yeah, yeah. There was some cool dancing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and by the way, I, I, I get, I get pretty fussy about those kinds of films. Even, um, uh, I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen a little bit about half of the um, a David Byrne thing, American Utopia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like some of the directorial choices there either, and that was directed by Spike Fucking Lee. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, easy for me to say, you know, given my vast catalog of films that I've fucking directed. But um, it, as uh, um, as an example of, of of great documentary filmmaking, there's nothing to recommend it. No, yeah, I wouldn't. That's that's not even how I think about it. I think about. But it that's as, that's kind of my point. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> right. I mean, I just think of it as yeah. like a you know, like look, we're really sorry that all of you couldn't get tickets to see the thing. So yeah. here's the thing for only nineteen ninety nine, and you can bring your you know nineteen eighty nine. I'm sorry, <laughs> nineteen ninety nine would be Prince. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know you can bring your your kids. They can dress up. Yeah. They can stand up in the aisles and sing and dance, and it's like a fun little party, you know, uh, 
you know, people that are stupid, you know, will say that, uh, you know, it was even better than being at a concert because you could actually see close up, which, you know, is like something in that. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, as a person who's gone to a lot of concerts, it was in no way better better than being at a concert. But Um, but, but it was fun. We'll take what we can get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will also, well, you probably want to talk about your experience of uh, taking her daughter to see Talking Heads. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a film which, even if you don't like Talking Heads, the direction is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's, I'll, I'll go and say that it's unfair to compare kind of any concert film to that film, right? With, uh, uh, with that. But our, um, our our daughter, since you took her to see that, has been yeah. nonstop listening she to the Talking, Talking Heads. Heads and yeah. She has, yeah. you know, downloaded several of their CDs yep. and uh, actually is like a whole classic rock playlist now, which is like kind oh, of a yeah. new thing for her. So that was a, you know, uh, take your kids to do stuff, even if they are ambivalent, because <laughs> very wise woman <laughs> once said, yeah. Yeah. you never know what your kids are going right. to latch on to. Um, but don't. Have, well, yeah. no, actually, not, 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 <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Don't. But uh, what I will say is, I mean, I, I said earlier, uh, I, I, I will always prefer an interesting failure to a predictable success. Yeah. Which, and I, I think Taylor Swift, the Taylor Swift movie is is almost the epitome of a predictable success. Yes. Uh, which isn't to say that it's bad. No, it's, but it's, it's great, predictable. But, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather you know take some chances. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, an interesting failure happened Friday night when I took our son <laughs> to see Killers of the Flower Moon, all 216 fucking minutes of and it. W- we should add that this is this is a young man who has... He's fine. Yeah, he has watched Inception yeah. and Tenet... So many times. So many times. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he, he very much enjoys Christopher Nolan. Well, this will be... Um, this will be an accessible thing. Well, and at first I wasn't, I was going to go alone. At right. first I was going to go alone, but he had said, oh gosh, I want to see that. Yeah, but it's three and a half hours. And he said, oh, I, I don't mind. Then of course, when he recognizes, well, I actually bought a ticket. Oh fuck. Dad was serious. <laughs> well, is it really three and a half hours? No, it I really made it is. the fuck up. <laughs> it really is. Just like I fell really asleep is. so many times. Yeah. I think he just <laughs> fell asleep once, but. Um, he did not. Uh, he did not enjoy it. I did not create. I mean, I created a new Talking Heads fan. I did not create a new <laughs> late period fan. Martin Scorsese yeah. fan. But so, but but you don't know until no, you until you, you do that yeah. shit. Yeah. And even like even with Tenet, when he first saw Tenet, he was like, I don't know. Yeah, it. it was pretty yeah. weird. I didn't like it. And then you know maybe just because we had it at home and he could rewatch it, he rewatched it a few times. And what I did, you know, I printed out the wikipedia entry of the plot and he read it like oh this all makes sense now well, maybe you should do the same thing for it's not gonna it's not gonna help i mean i mean I the he plot... likes the timey-wiminess of it yeah, yeah of the christopher re- nolan stuff well it, it's it's this was um this was down tempo scorsese right which which was a bit surprising I, i'm happy to see it because I'm, I'm happy to see him uh in, in several different gears yeah uh, Scorsese very often is uh, a, a little, a little um, more dramatic, a little more kinetic. If it had been The Departed, he'd probably think, "Oh, this is actually pretty cool." Yeah. Did you like the movie? <laughs> I thought that it was okay. Okay. Um, I I read a really good review of it. Uh, this is just from somebody in Letterboxd, not uh, I don't think a professional film critic, but what they said was something I utterly agree with. 
They said, all right, let's just get this out here. Nobody else can make a movie this long without people griping about it. And that is part of the conversation about the film. But he says, like, just it didn't need to be, I'm going to sound like you now, it didn't need to be this long. Right, that's, that was going to be my next yeah. question is, <clears throat> do it didn't you think... Earn, I, the way that I said, it didn't earn the runtime. Right, right, that's what I was going to ask, is whether it could have been, could it have been shorter? It, it, it could have been. Yeah. A, a part of this is, with pacing, um, there was, at one point, I thought, well, clearly we've only got about another 15 minutes. No, we had every bit of 45 minutes left. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like to check my watch no, during a film. Yeah. And I, I may rethink that for longer movies because what happened was our son picked up his phone and I, I saw the time. Like, oh, fuck. We still got loads more time left. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that actually made me enjoy the rest oh, of it okay. more. Interesting. Yeah, for me, because like... Because if you think... Oh, it's just another 15 minutes, and then 15 minutes goes by. I'm like, you motherfucker, just yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. For me, like, checking the my time is like, it's a way that I know that I'm not enjoying the movie. Like, if I check right. my watch, then... True. Yeah, that's how I know that it is, you know, that I'm finding it... Either I'm finding it too long, or I'm finding it too slow, or I'm finding right. the pacing weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for me, that that is about... <laughs> classic false ending is, is Return of the King. Like okay, and credits. No, nope. get a little more, little yeah. more. Like you, you know, we're not we're not edging at that point. <laughs> okay, we're not edging. It's 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 like uh, whatever whatever you know, insert whatever adult term you like here. Like I'm I'm really <laughs> I just want to come. Okay. Jeez. Keep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really late. Everything. Yeah, it's been lots you know, of fun. Everything in life can last too long yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if it's really really nice yeah. so yeah. um beyond that I, I i liked a lot about the film it's it's something that i may want to watch again um i i spent <laughs> we drove home in silence <laughs> so i had a lot of <laughs> opportunity to kind of reflect <laughs> but because um, he was asleep or he was mad was he mad he was he was he was in limbo <laughs> I'm sure because all he missed was like nothing, right? No, he, he didn't, didn't miss, miss anything. anything. No, yeah. no, no. It's not I mean, like he, he wasn't. He wasn't. It's not like she and I were doing something of a, fun of a right, really right. cool Friday night. Right. He wasn't angry. He was just tired. Yeah. And it, bored. It was, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so um, I, I saw Barry Lyndon earlier uh, this summer, mm-hmm. and both of these movies are about to me, are about unlikable protagonists. So this is not profound. Right, the, right. The, the, but something about it, it... Barry Lyndon is another period piece, which is quite long. Barry Lyndon is loads better, by the yeah. way. But um, I, at the end of it, I'm, I, as a consumer of, of, of art, am still thinking, well, what do I make of this? Because mm-hmm. it's not unlikable characters in a in a morally didactic way mm-hmm. where okay this is an example of what not to do there's certainly elements of that but it's not a cautionary spent... tale yeah yeah but it's not really that maybe it is or, or it, certainly it is it is loads more than that mm-hmm. uh, um and i'm, I'm trying to uh, f- form some kind of perspective about about how to interact with that mm. Uh, so this is another one where, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is someone who's, his 
his morality, his actions are um, more more complicated, more nuanced than um, something. Yeah. Yeah. They are complicated uh, yeah. and nuanced, and I, that is a good thing. I, I do find myself continuing to reconsider that character. Having said that, I think Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, might not be amazing hmm. as an actor. Hmm. Also, Robert De Niro couldn't couldn't uh, stick the landing on the accent. Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got what kind of accent was he meant to have? Uh, Oklahoma. So, like, it's going to be a rural oh. turn of the century accent, and and very often he would have. And I, I guarantee you, he worked with the dialect coach. Sure, but yeah. From time to time, it would be a. I, I can't do it, but it'll be like yes. a De Niro kind of Italian. Yeah, thank you. You know, like a yeah, okay, a little bit. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're slipping. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the the um, the actress. I don't have her name to hand. She was amazing. Yeah. Uh, 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 that performance was. And whenever she was on the screen, I was I was enthralled. Yep. What else have we seen? Lower decks. Lower Decks. Lower Decks is doing very good work. Oh, okay. I have enjoyed that series. I love Star Trek. I will need to get back to the two seasons of Discovery that I've not yet seen. Uh, Strange New Worlds, the first season was mostly good with a couple of demerits. I want to watch the second season of that. But I have inhaled all four seasons, hmm. almost all four seasons of Lower Decks. I've already lost the plot on all the new Star Trek stuff. It's like it's too I much just laid it to out keep to you track of. We've seen oh, Picard as Picard. well. Picard. Yeah. Then there was the one with like uh, the woman named Michael. Which one was that? That's Discovery. That's Discovery. Yeah. And how many seasons of that have there been? Four. I'm pretty sure there are only four and they're done. That's done. Yeah. That series yeah. is done. Yeah. Um, but focusing on Lower Decks, because yeah. no need to make this any harder than no, you need I... <laughs> to you, you could just watch lower decks and and you're fine yeah it's fun i mean the ones that i've seen have been fun i i love it mm -hmm. it is something i mean it it's a show almost emphatically written for me <laughs> okay you the single we person in the venn to... diagram of uh when yeah. uh, well, no, no i'm not clearly because i, I think that i mean the, the creators of the show <laughs> uh approach this the same way that I do, which is, look, Star Trek is a lot of fun. There's a shit ton of canon. We are going to treat it with respect, but not reverence. Right. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> fair. I've, I've enjoyed the ones that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. So that has been refreshing. Um, it's like I've been saying for the past years, can't we just have some goddamn fun, fun. anymore? <laughs> Let's just all have some fun. Lower Decks is having a fuck ton of fun. <laughs> It, it, I mean, and it's not like, I mean, it's not like Brooklyn Nine-Nine funny by any stretch, although good heaven. I, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. laugh yeah. from time to time, yeah. but it is, it is good Star Trek. Yeah. It, it knows everything that yeah. happens every episode. I mean, it's, if you're not, if you, if you're not a fan of Star Trek, you're not steeped in the lore, you won't notice, but you probably don't need I to. I don't notice, but. You yeah. don't. It is wall to wall Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is great, but none of them are necessary right. to enjoy what's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, a lot like Rogue One in, in that respect. Rogue One was just packed with Easter eggs. Yeah. There's a big difference between that and fan service, which right. is what the sequels were. Right, 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 right. No, I yeah, I mean, I know when we watch Lower Deck, sometimes you'll laugh at something that is like, yeah, yeah what the fuck? Not was that? a funny thing. Yeah, 
I don't understand the Corbomite maneuver. What the fuck's funny about that? <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you. Yeah. Lower decks. All right. That's a that's a thumbs up from Brian Fannin. Big time. Big, big big thumbs up. Yeah. I, I show you. It, it gets better than the thumbs up. It gets. <laughs> that was me holding up my hand, giving the Vulcan hand gesture. <laughs> Peace and long life. Live long and prosper. Yes. What else do we have? Uh, that is most, most of, it of it for yeah. me, other than to say that, uh, well, two things. I had a goal of watching 75 movies this year. I'm at 77. I've smashed it. I, I aimed low because I wanted to be able to hit that, but it was great to have that goal. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of how to, this isn't something that I can parlay into a similar kind of, um, you know, deliberate, uh, attempt at fun. Right. There's some good television, and we're not watching much of it. We aren't watching a lot of it, yeah. His Dark Materials, first episode of that was great. Mm -hmm. Love to watch that. Shadow and Bone, I'm the only one who's seen any of those uh, uh, episodes. I want to watch the second season of that. Yeah. Uh, Station Eleven, I'd like to get to the end of Station Eleven. I was enjoying Station Eleven. Yeah, we're at a, a, I mean, just in a a more personal sense, it's like the kids are at an age where it's hard to get everybody on board with watching something. Which we need to abandon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Amazing Race, and even that is not a slam dunk. Yeah, we do watch The Amazing Race, and everybody loves it. Yeah, we're going to in about an hour, so... Yeah, uh, but that's uh, so. So this is going to be that you know the next step is being deliberate about about some television because uh, there's some really good shit out there. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of TV. Yeah. All right. Final, final, final thoughts. Final thoughts. So happy to be back in this uh, Cludio uh, with you, and oh, uh, looking forward to our next. Uh, session, which might not be next Sunday, but it might be the following. Won't be next Sunday. We could possibly do it on Saturday. We might do it on Saturday. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>